Good morning. Good morning. There we go. Okay. So, thank you so much, Mr. Don Puddin, for coming on Miss Red Podcast this morning. I greatly appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you having me. It is an awesome, awesome opportunity, and I'm I am flattered to be here. Well, thank you. You are really a true joy. And I want to let everyone know that um, the way God connects people is such um, an amazing way. Although my mind <laughs> was different, um, still being obedient is way much better. And to just have a awesome friend um, means more, right? 100%. It took you a minute to learn that, but you learned it. Well, that's that's the that's the golden part you know <laughs> you're able to have someone to teach you something that they haven't even learned yet Ooh. yeah right on <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I want others to know why you are just such an awesome person first of all I want to um, just really give a just a huge recognition to just you being the amazing father you are and I bring that up because it is so important and such um, a lack in today's society hence you're talking to a single mother where um, in two of my children's <laughs> situations it's different um I will say that, um, you know, I have to give a shout out to my daughter and my older son's father, um, fathers. I have three, um, but um, I have to give it to them. But I want to ask you, being a single father, um, how do you feel about the absence of another man in his children's lives? Um, like, how does that make you feel or how do you view them? Do you feel like, well, that's not my business, not my problem. Oh, well, what are your thoughts? Oh man. Uh, that's a great question. Load it. Um, because it can go, it can go different ways. Um, I don't personally hang with, um, deadbeat fathers. Like I, if I know you got a kid and you don't take care, uh, or I'll use the word child. Um, I'm not gonna hang with you for real, for real. I, you know you can't be in my circle. Like I'm always gonna pull you up. Like you see your son, you see your daughter, you call them. Um, even if my brother, if I feel like my brother is slacking up, I'm like, yo, <laughs> I don't, I don't tolerate nobody really um, not taking care of their children. Um, I've been in a few relationships where um, the dudes didn't step up, um, and that can be a little. Uh, it's confusing and frustrating at the same time because you know one is like why wouldn't you um want to be around your kids you know what i'm saying um and then the second part is like why wouldn't you want to be around your kids <laughs> like it's both the same because it's like you know sometimes it's like it could be the baby mom like i've been in situations where i could um for the lack of a better word understand why I do won't be around because okay. it's a lot of it's a lot of guys that aren't around because of the attitude of the baby mom. Okay. Um, and then you know the other part, you know, they just feel as though they can't handle, they can't have the baby mom, so they don't want no parts to do with the child. So it's kind of it's weird to me. Um, I don't feel like children ask to be here, so I feel like it's their responsibility. I mean, I've I've even called dudes. And been like, yo, what's good? You know, like when I was in a relationship, <laughs> no problem. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that so, at all. Like, I don't, you know me. I, I, I just, I don't want to pay for nobody else's child. Right. You know? Right. Like, right. <laughs> like if, I, if I get into a relationship and you got kids, and I, I got my one daughter, but then I come into a situation where you got two or three. Now we married. That's one thing. But if I'm coming in, and I'm just 
you know, we're dating or I'm just a boyfriend. Like, no, I'm not. That I don't feel like that's my financial, you know, obligation. So right. before I actually make it serious, I'll be trying to find out the ins and the outs of the baby dads. Like, are they around? You know what I mean? Are they paying? I just yes. need to know this type of thing before I get into a relationship because, you know, I've been in a relationship where I didn't ask that question and next thing, old boy come around out of nowhere, out of the blue or, mm. you know, in another situation, they non-existent. You know, so yes. I think it's just important to know, uh, you know what I'm saying, where where uh where where the father stands, but I can't stand for it. I don't like no deadbeats. And I I let a dude know, like this shit's and you know what I mean, you need to come pick them up. You know what I mean? You're not gonna be stressing your baby mom out because she got a new dude. Like I done been through all the <laughs> all those situations. <laughs> um <laughs> everybody's one of them. Right. And I'm I'm glad that you pointed that out because you know that it could be the mom's attitude and all that but you know here on Miss Red I like to talk about um I like to reflect on myself and call myself out first and then go outward the thing is with my situation um of course I had an attitude at first I mean you go from sleeping with someone and then all of a sudden you want to act like you don't know me that is weird awkward and yeah I got an attitude but here's where I have struggled and I'm just I mean you guys that have like heard my story been in my life poured into me y'all encourage me just keep praying keep praying keep praying and I'm gonna do that but I also (laughs) want to talk about it that's right um I don't have an attitude when it comes to okay let's co-parent come get your children because Come on, I I deserve to live a kid-free day too. Like, you're the other parent. Help me. But in this situation, um, you move on, you get with someone, and they begin to control you. The significant other is controlling the absent father. Now, in my past marriage, (laughs) I did the controlling because at the time I'm 23, 24 years old honestly I put myself in a grown woman's position and I still had a child's mind so I was behaving like a child but um, you know I'm a grown woman now I dare cannot lay next to court, dinner anything with a man and I'm sitting there trying to be petty towards his ex like I'm a queen. That doesn't make me look good. So what would be your advice to the to the women that that don't have an attitude in the sense oh you can't get your child cuz you got that newbie. You can't get your child cuz what if we're not doing that? We literally just want to co-parent. We want to protect our children from seeing um pornography or or anything that is not you know what we want our children to see we're trying to guard them protect them and yet we're still being labeled as the evil baby mama the bitter ex how i mean i guess maybe i didn't i heard you but i just wanted to make sure i heard you correctly so would there be an instance of where the baby mom wouldn't allow the father to see the child because of what they feel you mean the significant other? Yeah. Yeah, the significant other, the new chick, the new boo, the new wife, the new woman. Yeah. His new new is not allowing him to see his children only to their cookie cutter plan. Oh, I got you. I'll say that. I, yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, that, I mean, you can't be a real man um, if you let a female tell you, you know, what I mean, how to how to see your kids. So. How I feel about now. If it's always um, drama, you know, like if the boy go to get his kids, and then every time he go through the, to get the kids, you know, he got to deal with a whole lot of rah rah. And you know, by the time he get off the phone with his baby mom, he got an attitude. Then he go back home, and then how that attitude affects the house. You know what I'm saying? Now the female be like, "Look, you, I ain't, you now you stressing me out." <laughs> you know, so right. uh, 
So in a situation like that, that could be different than, you know what I'm saying, just, you know, some females just trying to control your your life. Because I, I really find, I ain't going to say I find it hard to believe um, because I, I've seen it happen, but I really find it hard to believe that that is a man uh, letting a female control him. That's more of a man doing what he want to do and just allowing, allowing it to look like that. I don't I don't think no no man can really be like, oh yeah, babe, uh yeah, okay, you're right. I'm not gonna see my child this weekend. Like I don't I don't I don't see that. But I like that because that's the reason why I think um dialogue is so important because it does sound like, you know, Bigfoot walking in the woods. You <laughs> like you don't see that. That's just something that you hear and like uh seems far-fetched but um I was that woman to a man I literally did that at the age of 23 24 I'm not excusing it but I'm just saying children act like children even though I was 23 I was grown I thought I still acted like a child and so now that I'm older I I, I just couldn't sit and um, be in a relationship um, with a man that I am doing that, which brings me to this question. So hold on, wait, hold on. You had what? a man that you were you told him not to see his children. No, well, it wasn't. I didn't say don't see your child. It's like I came up with petty stuff, like, well, let's go do this or let's go do that. Like I always was like put first that interrupted that because I was mad at her so hold on let me get this and let me, let me like, tell you why I was mad at her well hold on I walked in. Hold on. Yes. before you do that before you do that you mean to tell me like she might call me like hey can you come pick up your son and then you would tell the dude like hey let's go out to eat and then he would pick you over his child is that what you're saying <laughs> No, um, it was just um, times where I knew visitation was coming up. Okay. And I planned something, and yes, he picked me over visitation. Wow, that's petty. But yes, but yes, but at yes. the same time, did he know what you was doing, right? Because if you just made it sound like ah, oh, we're about to do something fun this weekend, and he didn't relate it to the visitations you know what I mean then you may have thought that you was keeping him from his son but in his mind he like I'm just about to have he not thinking about it like that well I'm gonna tell you like this um the the, the situation started out uh raunchy um I didn't know he was married and um you know a lot of the details come out in a book that I'm writing so um, it leads up to the situation so it was a lot of um, pettiness um, anger for me Um, it was just again I'm 23 stepping into a grown woman situation and I didn't know how to handle so um, a lot of times when we are not grounded or centered right other things will control us and operate for us, which is out of line. I was out of line. I was out of pocket. I was not the woman I am today. And I look back at that and I'm just like, oh my gosh, God, thank you for (laughs) walking me out of a situation that I walked myself in. So that's the reason why I want to speak about it because um, it's happening more and more and more where women are advocating grown women I'm not even you know the only thing I can do to my young sisters is that's 23 between 20 and 30 honestly to tell them like you know you're gonna regret it later Um, you know just encourage them but when it's a grown woman that is an issue And I think that's what's happening in our world today. We are ignoring more grown adults at the rightful age behaving certain ways and not addressing them. And that's what Miss Red is for. 
Cause see, I can speak about it because I've been about it and I came out of that. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's all, I mean, it's all growing. I mean, we're, when, when you're, that's a, that's a large age group, uh, 23 to 30. Um, and then from the time when we was growing up till now, uh, yeah. there was a time when it really, when it, when it, when it wasn't just an expression, but it was a lifestyle where it takes a village to raise a child. So now we're growing right. up, you know, in this technological age where everything's microwavable, everything's quick. Um, right. People, uh, they take other people's device. They look at other people's relationships, and um, they they go they build their their um, parenting up based on everything around them. And even though you know me and my baby mom, we do not get along. We we haven't got along uh, since before you know my daughter was born. But no matter what, my only thing was I always wanted to be able to see my daughter when I wanted, and that was it. And then beyond that was, I don't want to raise my child like nobody else. Like, I don't care what me and my baby mom go through. I don't care about nobody else's opinion because it's nobody else's child. Right, right. So, oh, it, yes. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just uh, giving a praise moment. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's our child. So I don't care if everybody around you does this to their child for them doing that. That's me and you need to communicate on how we raise our child or how your mom raised you may not be how we're going to raise our child but whatever it is it's between me and you and so like even though we don't get along you know and when we talk though I still talk right to her you know yelling screaming whatever we going to do I never anybody else felt we should raise our child and that I think that's the main thing that uh, people 23 to 30 they need to Address, you know what I mean? Like when you you can't let other people try to influence how you should raise your child, right? Because right, absolutely. People who've been through stuff, you know what I mean? They'll assert the things that they've been through onto your situation. So your son could be one, right? Now their kid is seventeen, and their deadbeat been a deadbeat for fifteen years. Now <laughs> they're trying to tell you what not to do at 23 and your son only one so they're putting all this they're putting 15 years worth of deadbeat education on you and then that makes that female uh reluctant to have faith in her new baby father regardless Correct. of who he is you know what i mean because now i'm basing how you gonna be a father based on somebody else's experience right and I think that, right. I think that's dangerous. I think that's very dangerous. Very. So I just think that the most important thing to teach, you know, 23 to 30 is communication with the father and understanding that these kids are going to grow up <laughs> because right. I've seen mothers completely um, cut their baby fathers off because they didn't get what they wanted within the first six months or the first year. And so that 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 becomes a foundation <laughs> for for terrible mm. for t- terrible upbringing yeah because now yeah. you're bitter you you get this expectation you know you're not getting your child like the mom thinks you should or you're not in this, as involved as the mom thinks you should be and so now you're you're you know th- this is being passed on to your children <laughs> you know, oh yeah, dad, yes. your dad ain't this, your dad ain't that, this, that, and the third. And at the same time, the dad like, shoot, we got seventeen more years to go. Why are you, why are you tripping right now? Like the, ba- the baby don't even know my face. The baby don't know my name. Baby, baby can't even see it. You know, yes. like, and you already, you know, fifteen years down the line. <laughs> you know, so I think it just kind of it's a maturity thing and the younger you are when you have yes. kids, you know the, the, the mindset is just more easily influenced, so yes. my, oh my, God. <laughs> my advice is just, you know determine what you want for your child and go based on that because whether the dad give you everything or the dad give you nothing you still gotta be the best mom you can be that's right oh and that's the reason why I, I'm just soaking up just everything now within these last five years because um, I'm able to speak about it now. Like, um, 
I love that I can look at that nasty, broken, jacked up old me and look how just amazing and just um, the growth um, that I am now because everything you're saying about, like you said, when they're at that age, having children at a young age, they got to learn it. They got to live and learn. Um, but when you grown though, you, you, do you honestly think it's cute? Or the, what do you mean grown as in just having kids grown or grown as you kids? No, like when you're like, okay, so we both are knocking at the door of 40 and um, like how, like what we look like having that mindset of a 20 year old. Uh, I mean, again, like it depends. Like, I see new <laughs> okay, so I always think it's funny that I see women that didn't have no kids all through their 20s and half their 30s, and then they get pregnant at 35 and 36 and still become baby moms. So, it's kind of like so, then they still have that same attitude because not age thing, it's emotion, you know what I mean? Like, if you if if you avoided having kids, say I say eighteen, you're an adult. So if you avoided having kids for seventeen years, mm-hmm. and now you're thirty five, and now you're a single mom, that have to be mentally frustrating. Well, not even the having the children part. Um, being the woman meeting a guy, or a guy meeting a woman with children, and you you are participating in letting your significant other be an absent parent like as like okay I cannot meet a man and know he has children and behave like I did when I was 23 like you definitely shouldn't be doing that I mean you should be more encouraging the role you know like that's I mean that yes and it it depends though because I mean if if, if, but then you have to understand his relationship dynamic with the child mother and why he not there you know what I mean like it is you know, That's true. nothing nothing is really excusable when it comes to your kids, but you know, if it wasn't for my mom and my aunt, I could easily see how I could have been a deadbeat father. Because when I was younger and my baby mom was saying all this stuff, I'm like, What? <laughs> like you talking to me? <laughs> like you can do this by yourself. Like I don't need this type of stress. Like you could, you know, and, and I used to say things like not to her. But in my mind, in my mom and my aunt, I'll be saying this stuff like I don't even want to deal with it. Like, it was nice that I cried just because I'm trying to be the best father I could be. And then my baby mom be like, oh, you ain't this. You ain't that. You don't do nothing. And and you even to this day, like last week, I asked my baby mom to claim my daughter on my taxes. <laughs> my daughter been here with me since February. She's still going to say she did everything for my daughter. And I'm like, in what year? You feel me? <laughs> like, right. Like, so, <laughs> So sometimes it's it's like the female is gonna see what she wanna see regardless of what you do. And that can be stressful to a man. And so instead of being stressed, no man likes to be stressed out. No man likes to feel less than, you know what I mean? So even when it comes to his children, you know what I mean? So if I'm reaching out for my children, I'm constantly getting smacked or I'm constantly being berated, you know what I'm saying? Or there's an ideology that got me out here looking crazy, then I might as well fall back. Or if you're the mother, vice versa. Like, I don't want that over here. I don't want to meet a guy and... I mean, it's bad enough, I got to say, well, yeah, he's not um, present. But even with being single and dating, men do not want to walk into situations where old dude can pull up and act a fool. Now, that's one thing they they have never and will never do. But I, will, I do not want to go to bed or be in a relationship where I'm so angry at them and take that out on my boot. Like, no. So I just put boundaries up and um, I keep emails, I keep text messages um, and I just keep receipts. Because one thing about me, I like sitting at the table, (laughs) highlighting things and discussing that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm labeled the bitter ex. Well, it's not, I don't know what's bitter. Now, I've been told I'm sweet and bitter at the same time, but bitter? Nah. And so um, that's that's something that I wanted to get your perspective on because I just really look up to you 
and what you do and how you doing it and which brings me to this next part um <laughs> you know you and I do not agree on this part uh-oh. at all uh-oh but this is this is what I love. Let me grab my community because... wine. Hold on. Let me take a shot of this. Let me get my Manischewitz. You better drink it. Let me get my Manischewitz. <laughs> Pull it up. Oh, now, before we get into this uh, topic, um, to my listeners, listen. Miss Red's podcast is where you can come and be you. I like to agree to disagree. That is just my, that's me. So, me and Don Putin don't agree <laughs> on this topic that I'm about to bring up. But hey, I'm pretty sure he's going to um, get some fans, maybe four or five. <laughs> so, Mr. Don, tell me this. <laughs> what are your thoughts on relationships? dating being married to one person commitment uh i think it could be be a beautiful thing for the right person um me personally i'm i i've been in plenty of relationships uh so i i see the benefits in them and being in those same relationships i understand why some people avoid them at all costs uh so i think that it is built you know for some it is built for some people i believe everybody needs somebody like everybody needs a helpmate everybody needs somebody they can laugh with everybody needs somebody that they can confide in um and when you get older everybody needs somebody that can you know wipe their butt when they poop on themselves so i do i do feel like you know that there's needs uh for relationships i just feel like they're not mandatory you know to to be happy you know so uh when it comes to marriage uh <laughs> we've had to do we've had a discussion you know and, yes. um because of the way we were raised in the, the america that we live in we're only supposed to have uh, one wife and I've seen that work out wonderfully um, and I've seen it go bad you know so um, again if there if there's one woman out here for me then I'll be surprised <laughs> I'll be surprised you know what I mean or but for now I'm just gonna keep dating you know just keep dating it ain't, it ain't it, it, the older you get the less you want to be stressed out the less you, you know, the older you get, the less you believe in people. You know what I mean? So my, my oh, happy, that's not I mean, it's not, it is good though, because like when you're younger, you kind of like, oh, I want to get married. I'm going to make this person happy. This person is going to make me happy or we're going to do this together. And, it, and you got these dreams of doing something, you know, together to make somebody happy or you bringing somebody happiness. But once you get older, you realize the only person that can make you happy is you. Um, and if you're not happy with yourself, then can't nobody else make you happy. And if, if you're not happy with yourself and you get with somebody and they're making you happy, you're still going to be lost because that because now you're become dependent on that that person. Right. So would you say having multiple? <laughs> I believe. Partner. Multiple? Do I believe multiple partners? What now? Will work in the right setting, in the in the right in the right in the right session. I mean, we deal with um, different religions who have multiple wives, um, but it comes with multiple uh, beneficiaries. You know, it comes with multiple <laughs> multiple responsibilities. You know, what I mean, you can't just have multiple wives and not be able to take care of them. You know, so it's, it's a great responsibility that will come with having multiple wives. Just like if you're dating multiple women, um, as I have, then it's going to cost to feed every woman that you take on a date. You got to pay gas to go to all, you know, if they come to you, you got to give them gas money. You know, if you go to the movies, you got to pay, you know, you want to pay for everything. So you're taking care of these multiple women. I can't, that, that is just, 
that bothers me. You know, that bothers me. I don't agree with that. The fact that you want to date multiple women that, that at the same time. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's no, it's no reason to date somebody um, one at a time. Just say you date somebody for four weeks, just to realize that ain't the person you want to deal with. Now you know wasted four weeks with one person. Oh my god! Whereas if you would have dated a couple throughout those same four weeks, you would have realized that 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 one that left at the end of the four weeks, she wasn't gonna work anyway. You know what I mean? So, so okay. I'm sorry. No. What did you say? So, so you just kind of like, you get to pick and choose. You know, you gotta. It, I mean, you, we live in we live in Atlanta. You know, we in Georgia. The number out here. Don't do that. We out here is seventeen to one. You know, so for every one woman you see, it's gonna be sixteen more that follow her. So it's not saying, oh, you gotta be greedy and get all of them, but it's like, you gotta see. You know, you got like I'm. Especially if you've ever been in a bad relationship, especially if you've ever been, you know, hurt or, or verbally abused, you even mentally abused, physically. I mean, some dudes get beat up physically. So it's just like you have to be like, you'll date somebody. You're not rushing to put all the eggs in one basket, especially out here. Now, if you're in the small. Understand, understandable. But what if you meet the what if you have four women that you're dating and all four of them are potential wives like what are you gonna do just keep them all going until one falls off the wagon yeah no 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 i mean if they that that would be a tough one because i don't i don't think there is you know a situation where all four are always 100 percent. you know what i mean but if you are lucky uh, lucky enough to be um in that situation then it don't matter if you do cut the other three off i mean it doesn't if you got four perfect women and you're going to have to cut three of them off if you want to be with one because nine times out of ten, you're not going to be able to go to the, unless you're up front with them, you're not going to be able to go to those four women and be like, you know, I've been chilling with these other ones and I think I like all of y'all. <laughs> like, that's not going to work. Yeah. That's, definitely, oh. that's definitely something where you have to be up front. Like, while I'm dating you, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm seeing, you know, I'm taking other females on our dates and blah, 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 blah. Okay. And then if you're cool with that, then you're cool with that. So when it, it do come to the point where I like you, then it just depends on how I approach you. But I haven't been uh, bold enough or I haven't, I haven't even met that many people at one time to feel emboldened to even approach anybody like that. So. Well, at least you're being honest. I do like the fact that you said I would let her know I'm dating so-and-so. So <laughs> one thing that I know a lot of ladies, oh, my queens, we're running into this problem. We're meeting guys and the first thing they want to do, sex off top i mean come on i mean really all right so about that so i've never i mean (laughs) i never that that always surprises me on how dudes always jump straight to sex but i don't think a dude ever jumps straight to sex unless there's some kind of sexual conversation or invitation like it has to be no, what do you mean? no. Like I've never I'm just been talking to some you. a female and then be like, you know what? Let's talk about sex. Like that never. The only way it ever came up if it was like, you know, you ask a female what she want and she tell you how and what she looking for and then she'll mention, but I'm not having sex or I'm celibate or, you know, she'll make it seem like every other dude that I get with all he want to do is have sex. Like when you. As soon as you drop any of those lines or those nuggets, it automatically enters into a man's mind. I don't think... What if you don't? What if you don't? I talk about Jesus. <laughs> and don't you, don't you laugh at me. I do! So you talk about Jesus and then what? And then they're like, send me a picture of you. And I'm like, Okay, you just see, send me more, and I'm thinking, okay, so you, I'll send something basic, and they're looking at me like, look, none. I, I need to see something else, and I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. I said, no, you don't, you must not know who I am, and my thing is, we all, we were grown, we know it's gonna get to that, 
one day, whatever the case. But when you just like just drooling all and just, I want to see you, and sh- that makes my skin crawl. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's a turn off. <laughs> Dude, how do you? Oh, and these kill me. Oh, the God is my Lord and Savior, and I love Him. And da 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 da. And then about forty-five minutes in the conversation, hey, what's your favorite position? Huh? You talking about when I'm praying? What? What? What, what are you talking about? You think I'm lying? I told you, I got receipts. I mean, I mean, the thing is, I, I don't know. I mean, what's your favorite position? <laughs> that prayer. <laughs> I mean, prostrate right here. Like, I just don't, um, I don't know, man. I call those guys weirdos. Um, I mean, if, if you, I mean, okay, so it's, it's a catch 22, right? So I know, it, okay, so it depends on how you value sex as well. Cause some people take sex, you know, as the holy grail, you know, like, I'm waiting till I get married. Ain't nobody touching my cookies. You know, all that other kind of stuff. And they put their vagina up on a pedestal, you know what I mean? Which is it's there so they can do that. Um, so then they'll meet a guy um who doesn't see sex as a pedestal type activity. Like it's something that we all do. We're grown. Uh your vagina isn't necessarily no it is different than the next but it's just like the last one there's nothing it's not gold going shoot out of there it's not skittles rainbows nothing you know what i mean so you putting this thing up there like it's the greatest thing in the world so when you put it up there it's kind of like now it becomes an achievement it becomes a goal like it doesn't even your heart isn't the goal anymore because your heart and your mind should be you know what's up on that pedestal but females put vagina up there so do see the vagina as the goal because the first thing you a female say i'm not having sex i'm not doing that i'm celibate you know when you when you're oh i'm all for the lord oh lord we ain't no ain't no cheeks you know what i mean so it's kind of like you gotta you know and, and and me personally you know when some people you know acts act i'm gonna say act you know so strong into the lord like it's really trying to cover up their deeper feelings like they really want to have sex but got but you got because you. they because they can't because they feel like it's wrong you know they they gotta <laughs> they gotta love up on jesus you know jesus is my husband jesus is my jesus is the only man that i need that's 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 bull you know what i mean like you need more than jesus or people wouldn't get married you know jesus never said all oh, you need is me you don't need no man you know what i mean that's something we kind of raised up oh jesus don't jesus no 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 i'm glad that you brought that up because one thing that i have seen in 2020 that i was just like oh i do not want to be like that because i was like that before like i was trying to do everything so right so perfect so this but then i was underneath with other issues, Uh, maybe uh, hating my brother and sister, or um, not not my uh, blood siblings, but just those outside in the world, hence to why we see what we see today. So we're seeing a lot of people, they will go to Africa, hold the black babies, and then they can't come and grab my hand. Their black sister, here in America and say, listen, I don't care what's happening on TV. I love you. I care for you. Then I will see the the church attendance is so high. They go to church, they serve in every area, but then they're struggling with other things behind closed doors. Then I will see, um, oh, I got to do this right. Oh, I got to do this right. And then they're hating God. You, oh my gosh. And I start finding myself in all those areas because my thing was oh I gotta do this right oh I gotta do this and when God was telling me you're broken you need me to guide you but when you try to do it religiously you kick God out and we use him as a product because he's trending he's amazing but people use it to sell and they got other things that they're using behind that they don't love genuinely. They don't know how to, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I tell people, yeah, 
Um, I'm single, dating, and I'm not finna sit up here and act like I'm perfect. I used to talk like that, but I'm learning that what I'm trying to hold on and be perfect in is causing me to be rotten in other areas. So Absolutely, because you, you know the Bible speaks of being perfect, but when the Bible speaks of perfection, it's speaking of maturity. Like it's not there. There is no hundred percent right and wrong. You know when you you know, and I know you don't want necessarily get into it, but you know right and wrong, <laughs> right and wrong come from that word sin. You know sin being the transgression of the law, yes. and uh, when you realize you know how how much the law impacted you know the people who the law was given to. That's why Jesus was sent because it, it was impossible, impossible. To, to keep the law it was it was virtually impossible so yes. the point for jesus coming was to free us from the penalty of the law you know what i mean that and so you right. know he came but, to make us free you know what i mean not just set us free into a right. world where we don't where we're free but we don't have nothing but to make us free to establish us you know going forward so the whole ideology right. of sin is what religion uses to keep people bound you know, and and it's still going right. in the church today because, like you know me, I I, I don't believe in sin. Mm. You know, sin against God. I believe that I can sin against you, Miss Red. I can sin against my 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 friend. I can sin against somebody else because now I'm transgressing their personal law. You know what I mean? If I, if I violate Phoenicia, now I'm violating I'm violating you. I'm not violating God. <laughs> There's no right. violation on God. You know my. And and you seeing that like like um there oh my gosh let's let's touch and tap on what we see happening in the political world. My take on it when you start praising any man, and I mean any man, but then you got oh well I can't do this, I can't do that, but then you're praising a man. That right there is a huge problem. God has spoken about that, but they dismiss that. So right now with everything that's happening in the world, whether whatever side you're on, um, they they are literally uh, making them their I'm, idol. I'm not I'm are not seeing man as a, I'm not seeing idolatry. And I don't think when I think of praise, you know, giving adoration to to a higher power. Um, when you when you respect a person, regardless of how you like, you know, Trump, you know, when you if you respect Trump as a person, then that's your right, because you should respect everybody. You know, what I mean, our job um, as believers is to love everybody. And so I think when it comes to the political spectrum, you really have to activate your Jesus in you. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people for the past four years they deactivated the Christ that was within them. It was a serious disconnect um, from the church world in the past four years. And, and it's because hate um, lived in their heart. They allowed darkness to overpower their light. And so in the midst of, especially this political arena, you're seeing those same people who for four years was dark and chose to be dark, and, you know, kind of laid around in the darkness. Now you, you see them trying to bring the light. Now you see, you know, people, oh, oh, the dawn of a new beginning. You know, you see all these things, especially with the political arena with Joe Biden. You know, there's a weight been lifted and all this other. And then people are asking for peace and unity. And so you see this. And for me, it's kind of like it's a little too late, you know, because for four years they've been speaking. And, not, you know, I've talked about it, they've been speaking darkness. You know, they weren't speaking yeah. unity. They weren't speaking peace and love and harmony. And so for four years, I felt like Jesus just got a bad deal. <laughs> you know, the Lord, the Lord got a bad mm. deal. And so it's no accident that this this plague and this pandemic um, came upon the people because you just you, you spoke you it. You know, people spoke death um, against the president at the time. Many. Sure. Go Let me ask you. That is such, oh my gosh, that's so good. So now take, take those that, um, that was speaking like that and that, that are no longer speaking, but what about those that wasn't speaking like that against President Trump, um, former, 
President Trump, but now are speaking like that against President Biden. Now the roles have flipped. The same Christians from last four years were speaking like that, but now you got a new set of Christians that are speaking against the new uh, man in office. Um, so we're looking at more oh, things to come off of our behavior. Yes, behavior, and correct? I think to me, looking at the differences. Um, in one essence, like the people hated the men, you know what I mean? Like it was specifically about Donald Trump. It wasn't necessarily about his policies. It wasn't about anything that he was trying to do for America. It was just him as a person. And so what we seen was people who hated a person, you know what I mean? And one thing about the church that we do have to understand is that even though we don't like a person, we have to respect their position. Um, and so the, the, nobody did that. And so going into this new presidency, it's not that they don't hate that. It's not that they hate Joe per se. It's they hate his policies. They they hate the the Christians, gotcha. right? Because that's what if we're gonna base them on Christians, <laughs> we're talking about where homosexuality is frowned upon. We're talking about where changing your body dynamics is frowned upon. You know what I mean? We're talking about a lot of issues and stuff that are actually against what the Bible would say, but now they're on the forefront of the American policy. You know what I mean? Ooh. Like I don't have a problem. I have no problems with LGBTQ, but if you if you read the Bible right. and it speaks against homosexuality, then you're gonna have people um, who feel like homosexuality is is a sin, it's an abomination, you know. So when you put people in a high office and they're you know promoting and pushing this this agenda, then of course those people in the church are gonna rebel mm-hmm. against it. The you know, white folks are anyway. The black people are gonna be like, eh, it's a little bit more acceptable. So. It's kind, of, it's kind of like gotcha. you know wherever you okay. want wherever you want to draw the line um on that but it's not it's not the person like the people who are mad now uh they're not mad at joe they're mad at the, they're mad at the policy right. they're mad, like when i get mad i get mad at the fact that my daughter being 15 has to go somewhere and it's rainbows everywhere you know when she turned 18 she can make her decision but you know there's books about how eight-year-olds you know they can change their gender and all this other kind of stuff and so like the the bible the bible speaks of the way the way you raise it you lead lead away in the child that they should go and they'll never depart so now we got the, the leadership is terrible the way we're going is terrible to me because now we don't we don't even have as much influence over our kids as we used to we don't have those same villages um on our side villages used to all have the the same purpose you know, like we, we we come from church, so we understand kingdom. You know, in the kingdom, there is no options. If you read the Bible, there weren't options. You never heard. What do you like to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, no. It, it, it's di- it's di- in the kingdom, right. everything is direct order. Your opinion doesn't matter. Your thought process doesn't matter. This is the way that is going to be. So, you know. And I love that because... I love how you laid that out because that's that's what brings me from just from the beginning when I was talking about, you know, um, just grown men and women that are absent in their children's lives um, that is being swept up under the rug. Oh, let's not talk about that. Or as long as they're, you know, traveling and looking good, then of course they're doing the best thing or that's not my situation. I'm not going to speak on it. Um, or in a relationship knowing someone is being abused um and they're turning their heads well that's not my business i'm out of it or a child being molested well that's not my business i'm not in it or even now politics with what's going on in the world oh well she's black i know she's like them or oh he is white i know he's like them we all are being shoved in a situation stuff is still being ignored and it's going to take those who follow Jesus I'm not talking about the fans and one thing I want to say we cannot beat up on the laws when I was 23 and didn't know better night well you know I, I couldn't how can you t- tell someone who don't know but when you know better you do better And therefore, that's the reason why I'm so passionate to have any and everyone come on 
misread and speak because I'm not trying to be politically correct. I don't want to do that. You matter to me just like the next person does and their voice and what you got to say. I value you. I respect you. And that's the reason why we're friends because there's things that I just really, truly take in and I learned from you. And we need to be sharpening one another. We don't have to agree on everything because we <laughs> don't agree on no. everything. But I know I you love, love Jesus. Jesus. I know that you know he died on that cross and rose. And hey, let's do it. Thank you, I think Jesus. In that moment, before I was <laughs> yes. even born, he said, I'll forgive yeah. you. Before before I was even born, he told me he forgave me. But everything you gonna do, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that. So I don't, Man. you know, thank you. Before before, before the foundation, yes. you know, before, when he knew me in my womb, when he said, when the Bible say, I know the plans that I have for you. You know what I mean? It's, it's yes. so many people. Yes. Um, and I tell people all the time, you gotta change your words. You gotta change how you think and how you speak. It's so many people, especially especially now yes. with the COVID, and I'm not even going to say an increase because people always said it, but people always say, you got to live today like it's your last day. You know, live it like it's your last. Right. You know, people, they go off of that. And to me, that is the dumbest, dumbest thing that you could say. That is so dumb because that means that you don't have a promise that you're standing on. That means you don't... Mm. Explain that means that, that you don't have a good. word. There's nothing that God has said to you that you're looking forward to. Like if if God have a word over your life or you have a mission, then your mission has to be completed before you go. So if you know, like I'm still, I could, I got, a, I got a simple, I got, I got a lot of words out here, but I have one word that I got when I was about 11, and he said, "You're a giant slayer, like David." And he said, you're going to have a closet full of suits and you're going to speak to the people. Like, I mean, that was just part of the prophecy. So I know personally, I don't buy suits. Like, unless they're like two pieces, like the old school two pieces or I had one suit. But until my closet is filled with suits, <laughs> you know what I mean? I ain't going nowhere. I can't live. I can't live today Woo! like it's my last day until I got a closet full of suits. Now, when my closet starts yeah. filling up, you know, when 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 my suits start looking like my t-shirts and my pants, now I'm like, all right, what's the, what's the other promise that's coming? Because now, you know what I mean? Now I'm like, ah, I might, <laughs> I might, I might, I might be getting to the, you know, a little closer. Like, what's going on now? What's going on? But, yeah. but I know that in my mind. But and then at the same time, because you had that problem, you may not buy a suit. You know what I mean? You may pro- try to prolong yes. it. But yes. the point of the matter is people are always saying, I live like it's my last day. You know, like that's, don't do that. You know, people people live with an expectation to die. You know, there's some people that be like, hey, man, everybody got to die. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, everybody got to live. You, you know, or you, you, everybody dies once. Yeah, but we live every day. Hey, Amen. Oh, I love that. That's just like last night at my birthday. That dinner. I didn't get invited to. <laughs> Amen. Uh, yeah, because I'm waiting on you to invite me. Uh, and so, <laughs> so they were saying last night, we were talking about a lot of stuff. It was great. And uh, they were like, man, Jesus is coming. I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus is not coming yet because he got to bring me my husband. He know. <laughs> he got my husband and we were just laughing and talking about it but I I love what you just said because some things have been spoken in my life and I kept saying I have not seen that which brings me to Pastor Michael Todd and he was talking about how he got to where he was and he was spoke a lady uh, um, someone spoke into his life and he was like man I was acting a fool I was buck, buck wild I look at this lady like who who gonna preach to what and um, now look at him and when I met you I don't know if, you, if I said it to you or if you remember me mentioning something like you gonna start speaking to people 
or whatever. Not that I was prophesying or any. I don't do none of that. But I can tell. And um, the same thing was spoken over me, which is odd, because I'm just like, um, I have a gap. Spit is always coming out of it. So, and it's a lot of things that I'm like really shy about. And I know people going to say that girl is not shy, but they do not know my inner shell. (laughs) And so I love what you said, because um, until my mission is complete, I got to leave. That's right. That's right. That's right. I tell people everything. I like that. Did I lose you? I'm here. Oh goodness! Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. the conversation. Oh, there you go. You coming back? Oh yeah. I think so I tell people uh, um, all the time, like uh, I said it, and I really just forgot it because I said it. I guess you just didn't hear me. Um, dang, I don't forgot what I said. You know, I got <laughs> short-term memory. Um, what did you say? Because I had it. What was it? Yeah. Um. You have to live until your mission is complete. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because there's people um, who just don't just don't know what their mission is, so or their plan is. You know what I mean? And I and I chuck that up to um, lack of relationship. Um, relationship the relationship comes from the Father. Yes. Um, and it comes through the Father. It comes through Jesus, but from the Father. And so we have to tap in. You know, to to God, tap tap into who He is and what He means to us. I know when I first came to Jesus, uh, I was, I mean, my mom's a pastor. You know, I was raised in in good church. You know, Doc, uh, Apostle Weeks, Apostle mm-hmm. Thomas Weeks, um, Apostle uh, Paula Green, Doctor Beckles, and them, and my mom as well. So I had some great teaching. Um, but when I first came to God, I was in the streets. You know what I mean? I was like selling drugs, you know what I mean? Happily selling drugs. You know, the streets be good to me. And, um, yeah. but I would still go to church every Sunday and I would just be like, see people get prophesied for. I, again, I had my prophecy early in life. So I, there's nothing wrong with the prophetic. I believe in it. It's just that I didn't have that relationship. Right. So when, when I got to, I think I was like 25, um, and I sowed a seed and I said, Lord, I don't want to do this <laughs> if I can't hear your voice. Like, I don't I don't want to be running to the altar trying to catch a uh, catch a word or I don't want to have to be trying to follow prophets around the world to see what you're saying to me. Like, no, nah, I need to hear this for myself. And so I sowed the seed based oh. on that. Um, and then it took like maybe like a month before he, you know, before God came to me and showed me him. And the moment he showed me him, I stopped selling drugs that night. You know what I mean? And so my wow. my life was great. Oh. You know, I just started learning relationships per time, um, you know, and, um, you know, even be able to walk into the prophetic where you can communicate with God, where he gives you words for other people. You realize how being one with the spirit um, is everything. And I don't need to uh, hear nobody else's voice but his to know that I'm right. So we got we got a lot of people Ooh. who, and if you look at Jesus, he was a radical in his time. You know what I mean? Like the the Sadducees and the the, the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they was they was word. They knew the word. They knew the law. They knew what God had said. And so now Jesus comes and he's saying this, and they looking at him like Negro, Negro, what you, what you talk about? <laughs> like we got this, you know what I mean? Like you, you talking crazy right now? Like we under, we know what we talking about. You like nah, you got it twisted, you know? Jesus went up, Jesus went up there and he spoke from yeah. the same book that all the rabbis spoke from, but the people looked at him and marveled, and they were amazed at how Jesus broke down those same scriptures because it's an understanding. Jesus Jesus understood the scriptures more mm. than everybody else who had been passed down over 500 years. Yeah. So that's why the Bible says the law and the prophets was until John, meaning John the Baptist. But until but but now I speak bringing the kingdom of God. So the 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 message changed. It's a lot of people that still stuck on the message that came before John. That is so good. And oh, it's yeah. a lot oh, of still stuff. 
they they stuck on tradition. You know, they 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 stuck on they stuck on a condemnation. Like it's easy it's easy for me to tell you don't do this or you're gonna yes. go to hell or don't do this or you need to do this and this Ooh. because now you under subjection. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, mm-hmm. and Jesus didn't bring us to be under subjection. He gave us he came to bring us under freedom. Yeah. Now this is where it gets tricky, and I think this is where a lot of times me and you we uh may disagree, and it's because just because we're able to do something don't mean you have to. I agree with that. I agree with that. Because I mean it's 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 plain as simple as you said it. Yes. I mean, you don't have to. It goes to when you know better, you do better. It's growth. I mean, seriously, it's growth. It is, but it is even in growth, people still feel like even if you like the Bible says, "If you love me, you keep my commandments." Right? So, doesn't mean you don't love me if you don't keep them. It doesn't. It just it means that you're human. It doesn't negate, and, and God understands that. That's why He give us grace, and we need to understand that as a people, that the grace that God extended to us is the grace that we should be able to extend to other people. The whole the the, the missing portion of uh, God's people right now is extending the same courtesies that God extended to us to other people. I. I, I don't suffer in that. You know what I mean? Because I know for me, I, I'm, I operate non-condemnation. So, you know, if you do something, then I'm not going to be like, oh, you shouldn't do that. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to love on you and see how we can come up with a better a better situation the next time. But it's not my job to condemn you. My job is, my job is to love on you, regardless right. of what I may see as an imperfection. Love, because yes. even with homosexuality, I may not agree with it. That may be who you are. But if I, it's, it's, it's easier for me to love on you to show you who my God is, and that way He can minister right. through me. If that's that's how He sees it, versus me, oh, you gay, don't talk that's to me, right. or you wrong, you wrong for that, you going to hell. Right. I was there, right. you know what I'm saying? But once you understand who God is, like right. no, we can't, we can't do that. And so that's kind of really what do unto others <laughs> as you would have them do unto you. And so we are in a, unfortunately, hey. our country is in a state of that right now. We're in we're we're in a state of do unto yes. others as you would have them do unto you. So for the past four years, people have been doing unto others. And so now those others are doing unto them what they've been doing for the past four years and they don't like it. They can't stand it. It's become yeah. it's too much already. Like oh. I literally, you know, hate to get political again. I watch people post about Trump, uh, Biden. Oh, people are calling for Biden's impeachment after two days. Da, da, da. And I'm like, shoot, it's day one for Trump. The the, the 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 article on the paper said impeach Trump. The impeachment begins on day one. So it's like, all right, so so it's gonna be it's gonna it's it's gonna be a full balance of what God what the Bible was speaking about when do unto others as you had them do unto you and also Jesus you know take the 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 beam out of your eye yeah I mean you you still worry about what somebody else doing you got a whole plank in your eye you worried about a, oh my god you worry about a splinter you got a whole I, beam yes. in your eye you know what I'm saying you you look at that and so we just we yes. just dealing with that so I think we're about to see yes. a physical manifestation of exactly what it means to treat others the way you want to be treated because we, we because God God set an example oh. he set an example the pandemic was just the beginning part I do believe there are people a lot of people who died throughout the pandemic but it shows you who to me who more so walking with God than who not yes man when I tell you I know I'm over here <laughs> Yes, amen. Like I'm, you are. Yes, oh Lord, cover him. Yes, um, absolutely. And that's where I'm at. Cause I, I had to see, and that's why I'm doing Miss Red, because I had to look at the. That's why I'm not ashamed to say what I used to do, how I did it, and I'm gonna have you back on here. Oh, you're I'm welcome. Yes, have you. me back. Have me back you. on. You are awesome. Yes, you're not going no. nowhere. 
Yeah, you, I got things yeah, for us to do. And plus, you all I got you. It. I had to deliver that to you this week. Yes. Well, Mr. Don Pudding, would you like, do you have like a website like um, if someone wants to order from you? Because, mm, Yeah, I, well, I just have my Instagram right now. It's uh, Just Desserts underscore ATL. That's my business page. And then you can find me at Don underscore Pudding on Instagram as well, and then Facebook, uh, Just Desserts Atlanta, and you can see my business page up there as well. Oh, y'all, go support. I promise. I don't mind sharing my friend. I don't. But just know he's amazing. He's awesome. He's real. And he puts up with my crazy self, okay? And he don't judge me. Except (laughs) I I still don't judge you. I still don't judge me, though. You don't. You don't. No, he don't. Um, He's one of my others. Literally, I can be my complete self. Um, Remember, I told you guys, get with someone that you can literally get naked in front of. And I'm not talking about physically. Take your clothes off. I'm talking about... (laughs) Don't listen to him. (laughs) Listen, this might be a good interview. (laughs) 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 no seriously like where you can just be yourself because like Don Putin said until you grab that relationship with God and and really getting around people that can um you know like how he was saying he had his mother and he had his auntie to be able to say hey because they seen things different get around someone that's not going to beat you up or feel bad that's going to walk with you in love um so that you can get to your place because you're living your mission's not complete you got things to do i am signing out miss red and thank you so much for coming on and listening to me and don pudding and thank you so much for coming on today mr pudding i appreciate you more than you know see you all right, right. signing out, Miss Red. <laughs>